The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Frankentrees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. When last we saw the very good adventuring team. A plan is formed to go find the talking deer. Fjorten turns into a deer only to discover that he can't talk. He does, however, pick up the trail of another deer. The gang is able to follow this trail to the very talking deer they were seeking. They not only learn all about this talking deer in his brief history, but they give him the gift of the name Mike. Mike the talking deer agrees to go with the gang back to Fauna Furcantry's place to meet with her. There they had conversation and scrumatoes, celebrating yet another quest fulfilled. The gang was able to advance to level 3 after completing this quest. We rejoin our heroes now as they decide what to do next. Jerry, did you want to suggest one so that they could shoot you down real quick? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? What do you, what do you guys not want to do? Let's. Hey guys, let's do uh, protection services. All right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, can we do boar hunt? I would actually also like to be doing boar hunt. I want to get in good with the wilder people. Seems like I would have a good connection. And so far, I mean, we're on good terms with them. I think I want to. Kind of explore their uh, guild a little bit. Well, if there's one thing I enjoy, it's a good hunt. If there's one thing I enjoy, it's making sure Jerry doesn't get the quest he wants. It's not my name. That's not my name. That's uh, not my name. Uh, that's not my name. So, Joe Lisa. Uh, and Peter. Tur- Ferguson. Funny name. Funny name. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of their better bits of all time. I do love that one. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Hey, I'll take uh, anal bum cover for a thousand. <laughs> the penis, my dear. <laughs> Excellent. So you gentlemen have decided to go hunt some boar. Okay. Why are we hunting these? They're terrorizing people. They are terrorizing people. They are terrorizing people. It is boar. Boar are not to be fucked with either. Seriously, not man. 
That's why they shoot them out of fucking helicopters with machine guns down in Texas. Like, everybody else in the country is horrified by that shit, but it's like an epidemic down there. They're, yeah, they're terrible pests. They eat everything. And there's nothing to eat down there. But they they also, uh... They're eating my goddamn oil! (laughs) What's that fucking, uh, Tannerite? Explode them. So Tannerite's like a... What? Tannerite's like an illegal explosive. So typically they use Tannerite, like, behind, uh, target, like, shooting targets because they make a good boom when you shoot them. Mm-hmm. So they're real popular to put behind targets and, you know, and people shoot them. But instead, they'll buy, like, 100 pounds of it, and then they'll pull it all, put it all in a pile, and then they'll put it next to, like, it. a big feed bin. <laughs> so all the pigs <laughs> will get right next to it, and then they shoot the fucking thing, and it's pig guts for miles. Are you Whoa. fucking kidding me? It's like numb. Why is Texas this weird, unregulated land? Dear Texas listeners... Please, what up? Yeah, like, can I come and visit? Because that's, I don't know, that's fucking nuts, man. I, I'm going to look t- pig tannerite. It's got a... Well, so I'm going to say at least that that story went in a different direction than I thought it was. I, at first, I thought you were going to say they feed the pigs the tannerite and then they shoot them. Or that, like, they were, like, giving them explosives or something like that. And oh, then... Wow. It sounds like... Sounds like right up their alley, though. Like a, like the Judas goat thing. Like they give them like a bomb vest and they're like, here you go. Go back and find your friends. All right. Well, that's the what are they doing in Texas this week segment of our show. <laughs> Gentlemen, the boar hunt quest, I got to tell you, it's pretty straightforward. You're just going to go hunt some boar. I've been working on ways to make the hunting part a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Some, some potential mechanics going on there. But yeah, it's a... Uh, Hunting boar is, uh, is pretty straightforward. You head out west, west of town, on an on a old, dusty, familiar trail, and then you see some boars. I mean, I'm, I, I want to I give you a big fancy lead-up to this one, but really, you go in the woods, and oh, you see some fucking boars. What can happen with our plot points? Anything. Almost anything. Asterisk. Oh, wait, we did make one rule. You can't fuck with somebody else's character. Could... A Huey helicopter, Vietnam era, fly through some sort of portal. <laughs> All those. And and like what? You guys get on there and magic missile away from it or something? Uh, no, it's as mounted machine guns. I'm kidding. I don't really want this to happen. It'd be. I just had a thought in my head, like a in full metal jacket, like I go get some, get some. Um, yeah, so rather than like stand on ceremony here, the very first thing you guys need to do is just make sure that you guys are fully rested and all the rest of those things. Get your character's health all up. Uh, in fact, Fjordan, you're going to need to get your health on down. Just about to get to there. Yours is above. Above your maximum. Is there a spell that gives you above maximum? Is that why that was like that? No, I just um, didn't update my... Uh... My new hit points, my old hit points to my new ones. Because we, up, we uh, just leveled up, so I didn't. Gentlemen, as you roll into a slight clearing in the woods, you see before you two gigantic boars. And they face off in front of you. The two boars, Wesley and Crusher, stare you down with mal... mal-, mal- fucking... Malevolence. Malevolence. There you go. Malucky. I was thinking of that Maleficent or Mus... I just watched both Maleficent movies while my daughter was sick on Saturday. Yeah. Very solid fantasy. Yeah? I've heard good things. I keep meaning to watch them. 
Who's the who's the main lead in that? Angelina Jolie is uh, Maleficent herself. I'm typically not an Angelina Jolie fan, but I'm willing to put that put that on the back burner to uh, try that movie out. Just haven't gotten the time yet. Right. Anyway, I'm gonna have you guys roll some initiative. Uh, Peter, eight. Jeff, twelve. And Fjorten! Five. You guys suck at initiative. Yep. It's okay, though. Nobody's judging, except for me and, and our listeners. Yeah, everyone. So you got yourselves a couple of boars. In particular, you have Boar the First, which is Wesley. Wesley is going to... Wesley's going to use their amazing 40 feet of movement and they're going to decide between Peter and Jeff who they're going to attack. Who are they going to attack? They're going to decide to attack Jeff. Wesley charges ahead and with their charge awesome attack thingamabob, there's an extra 2d6 slashing damage and uh, if it does hit and you must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So let's start off with this tusk. Well, lucky for you, that tusk from Wesley, as they ran all the way across to tusk you, they did not tusk you very well. They only rolled a nine on their attack roll. And then, Jeff, it's, it's over to you to, to get revenge. Um, all right. So uh, can I use a bonus action immediately? Or... Oh, yeah. All right, I start slapping myself about the face and... <laughs> ah, ah, so mad. I have a rage going now. I'm gonna attack. I can't read their names. They're so small. Wesley. Wesley. Should put up in the microphone, cat. Twenty-three. Twenty-three is definitely a hit on Wesley the giant boar. Uh, roll me some damage. Good. Nine plus two for my uh, very angry rage <laughs> for a total of eleven. 11 damage is done to Wesley the boar. Would you like to move or do anything else on your turn? Um, no, I'm good. Excellent. Peter, it is time. It is time for your turn, Peter. Peter. I'm going to, uh, what do I, what are these hogs? Are these hogs, uh, all right, I know what I'm going to do. Let's see if I'm going to make them laugh to death. I'm gonna cast Victor's Attractive Laughter. Excellent. On the nearest hog. That would be Wesley. A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything is hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. So they need an intelligence score of four. Ooh. Why don't you give me a nature roll real quick? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm a negative two in nature. <laughs> <laughs> not a robot I don't care but I rolled a 19 minus 2 okay so I am gonna give you a little benefit of the doubt here you would know that a boar boorish as they are would not have an intelligence score high enough to get your particular brand of humor oh. I'm gonna let you roll back that action and try again all right it's almost like you have a like a magical item like a bracer something that would let you redo things. It's weird. I'll never get one of those again. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't listened to Campaign 1, but you're looking for a great example of a DM giving characters way too powerful of shit, (laughs) go back and listen to that shit. Um, I'm just going to run up and chop Wesley. All right, you stupid boar. I'll chop you. Get to the chopper. How do I do this? I don't even know how to use a a regular old weapon nowadays. Oh, wait, it's up here. (laughs) We went through this before. Yep. Yep. It was great. Working on the theme. I was clicking on... Yeah, all right. Fuck off. Longsword, two-handed. You don't do a terribly great job with your longsword two-handed. A six is not enough to hit. Uh, You'll make a fine ham, pig. (laughs) 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 Anything else on your turn? That'll do it. Excellent. We move down to Crusher. Let's do a little distance measuring for Crusher. Ooh, they can't make it all the way to Fjorten, so their only option is to attack Jeff. Crusher charges across the battlefield and makes an attack roll. Tusk, Tusk, Daughterhood, call them my name. What does it mean when you have resistance to something? To have resistance to something means you have damage. Just half damage, okay. Yep, and it's always by damage type. Uh, So I believe as a barbarian, you have uh, slashing, piercing, and bludgeoning damage in your rage only. In this particular case, a 17 is rolled against you for the attack. Uh, That means they're going to start off with... uh, That means they're going to start off with 12 slashing damage. However, Crusher was able to roll an additional 2d6 because they were charging... That's another seven, which is a total of 19, which will get halved down to nine damage to Jeff, who is raging. It's a pretty good blow. Anyway. Giggity. Fjorten. Would I know if this charging damage only only happens from a distance, so if they're running, or can they do that up close as well? You can tell. I think it's very visually obvious that they uh, have to get a running start to get a charge damage. All right, so I don't really want to push them away. That wouldn't be the, not what I'm looking for here. For my first trick, we're going to use a poison spray. Poison. Poison on Crusher. Have I ever showed you guys the special effects? No, what was... Whoa. What? What's happening? Oh. That's the special effects that are available in Roll20. They're fucking hilarious. God. Can we do those too? I, I, I can't remember. There's the bomb effect. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Sorry, sorry. It's just a feature of Roll20 I don't use very often, but it's hilarious. That's fantastic, really. Uh, so you have done a little poison spray. You're doing that uh, against Crusher. Crusher. Right against Crusher. Crusher is going to need to make a constitution. constitution saving throw. Constitution. A 13. Or above. With a 19. Oh my god. They are constituted enough. Is that one a half damage on save or no damage on I save? I believe that is a no damage. The creature must succeed on constitution saving or take. 1d12. That's a big or. So we're going to finish this off with a bonus healing word for my buddy uh, Cock Thunder up there. It seems like he's only at half mast right now. 
real semi going. Let me let me raise the bar a little bit for another five. Yes. Five hit points is better than no hit points. Uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, and then I'm going to... <laughs> you could have done a better job. Uh, get your sprays right. We're going to go ahead and duck away behind the two. Get your sprays right? I did say that. Cool. Cool. Round two of combat. We start off with Wesley again. The very first thing that Wesley is going to do was Wesley is going to back up 20 feet. Uh, when Wesley backs up 20 feet, Wesley is going to give both Jeff and Peter an attack of opportunity. Jeff, would you like to use your reaction this round to take an attack of opportunity? That eliminates any bonus action I may have? No, it is just the reaction. Yes. Take an attack roll. A... Sorry. 16. A 16 is going to hit. Roll me some damage. Uh... Seven plus two for nine. Ah! That's some good ragey damage. Ah. And then, Peter, would you like to use your reaction to make an attack of opportunity against Wesley, who has left your melee range? Sure. Uh, sure would. Most excellent. Chop you, Wesley. Did I chop him? Uh, with an 18, you are able to successfully chop. Give me that chop damage. Chop you good for two damage. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely enough, two damage is enough to get Wesley to the bloodied point. Wow. Your puny and weak attack has drawn blood. It's true. Never well, then, good. Wesley is going to get some revenge. Wesley, let's make another split decision here. That's going to be Jeff again. Charges back across and is going to tusk you. Oh, but that's a seven. Jeff is able to squirm out of the way. And then it's Jeff's turn. I like to think rather than like squirming out of the way, Jeff just put his hand down and like stopped the boar mid, like mid stop. Nice. Like gigantic man. Gigantic man, gigantic man, gigantic man. I am going to take my warhammer up and smash it down on Wesley's head. Bring it, says Wesley in boar voice. Uh, 19. A 19 is most definitely a hit. 12 damage. 12 damage is a goodly amount of damage. You know, every once in a while, I kind of feel like I've got like the semi, you know, like, I grew up with Bob Euchre and all that shit, you know, baseball games on the radio, and I kind of, like, I, I wish I could do, you know, I, I feel like the, the stat guy, and I need, like, a color commentary guy to just be like, uh, 19, that's going to be a miss on this hit. And then somebody steps in and is like, you know, on most of his hits, uh, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Jeff. He's really, uh, he's been uh, 200 this game. Uh, his mom usually bakes cookies on a Thursday before a game. And if she misses that, he does not perform well. And it looks like today might be one of those days. I always loved how they had that. There was always the two people playing off. Because there's like, you know, you can only rattle off like one stat every, you know, every at bat. And the rest of the time was just Euchre going to town with... Fucking anecdotes about whatever. Anywho, bonus action or anything else on your turn, uh, Mr. Jeff? Uh, no. Uh, for Euchre for a second, I forget you're from Milwaukee, so you grew up with Euchre. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, anytime somebody says Bob Euchre, I think of Major Leagues. Yes. And that's just what it was like. Mm -hmm. 
just a bit outside. It's so weird, like, when you grow up with something, like, I think a lot of our listeners fall into that same, like, you know, late 70s, early 80s that we were all sort of born in. Like, we've got an appeal for that crowd, that that demographic. Um, not, to, not to the exclusion of any others. We love all of you, by the way. But, you know, you end up with, like, these weird things that you just don't realize are, like, big. Like, I listen to Bob Euchre, like, the entire time I was growing up. Like, we'd be out in the yard, like, fucking doing whatever dumb shit we got up to as kids. And, like, my dad would have the baseball game on and we'd hear Bob Euchre, like, the fucking legend. You're just at school one day and they're like, oh, let's uh, let's turn on the TV while we're waiting lunch today. And then like the fucking Challenger explodes and you're like, wow, huh. Going back to my PB&J then. Like, <laughs> that happened. Like, because you don't know you're fucking six or eight or four or whatever. And you're just like, well, I don't know. Does this happen a lot? Like, I don't have any context here. Yep. Like, I've, I've I remember never... that happening very specifically. Yeah. And then somebody coming into the room and being like, there was a teacher on board. And you were like, what? Which teacher? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Context, man. Anywho, sorry to make you wait for your turn there, Peter, but it is your turn. Well, since I've been uh, picking on Wesley, so I shall chop Wesley again. Attempt to turn him into plump, delicious ham. I will eat you, Wesley. I will. I shall chop you a second time. That's just where my head went. Come on, thing. Let me get that chop and roll. Okay, there we go. Two-handed chop. Huzzah. That is an 18. An 18 is definitely a hit. And five. Five damage is a good amount of damage. Wesley is not quite dead yet, but is definitely wrecked. Yeah, I got a did I get a piece of ham off of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's already cooked. There's this, you're just shaving fucking pieces off the side. He's half the boar he used to be. You got a good slice. Yeah, it's going to cook up real nice later. Anything else on your turn? Nope. Mm, Peter. Nope. That'll, that'll be good. We move over to Crusher's turn. Crusher is going to do the same thing. Back on up 20 feet. But unfortunately, both of you have used your reactions... So there is no attacks of opportunity. And then charges forward. Jeff is the target in range here. Crusher makes a charging attack tusk fucking thing. So with roll 20, that reminded me old uh, like civilization where they just have the cube and they just attack. And just nice. like the noise came into my head. See well, if you can find that special effect for the episode. The pixels. Whoop. Uh, so that charge did in fact happen, and that is a 24, uh, against you. Does that hit? I, well, I don't know why I'm fucking asking. I know it hits. That's gonna be... Nine slashing damage, plus... Another six brings us to 15, divided in half will be seven more damage for you. These guys hit pretty hard. They hit pretty hard, guys. Went, went and fight into a jape. Far out, man. Uh, Fjartan? Fjartan, it's going to be over to you. I'm going to shoot an entangle concentration kind of past Jeff and, uh, Jeff and, mm, Peter. Mm. Kind of right behind Crusher and Wesley. Mm, mm-hmm. 30. I'm going to draw a yellow box on the screen. You get a 20-foot square, right? Oops, that's not a box. That's a line. <laughs> that's not a box at all. 
Do you want it to be behind them or would you like it to be over them? Okay. Or under them, I guess, technically would be the right term. Interesting. With Entangle, can they be able to see where the Entangle spots are? Uh, there will be a little bit of, let's call it some perception checking to see if it's where, if they can see Actually, where it no, it doesn't matter because the creature in the area must cast a succeeding because it doesn't say anything about walking into it. So I think it's only if you're kind of, when if you walk into it, is that where? Uh, the spell Entangle. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting from a point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area when you cast the spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Mm -hmm. A creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC. On a success, it frees itself. When the spell ends, the conjured plants wilt away. So it's nothing with going into it. You have to be in it for it to be entangled. You so want to difficult. cast it under them, That's yes. exactly what we're doing then. All right, so it's not behind them. It's going to be surrounding them there. All right, let's do a couple of strength saving throws. Let's start with Crusher the Giant Boar. Crusher the Giant Boar is going to fail with a mere seven. <laughs> and... Wesley the giant boar. <laughs> That's a fucking critical miss, so I'm here for <laughs> both of these dudes done gots entangled. I'm gonna put this adorable little spider web net looking thing on each of their icons to indicate that they are entangled. Can you do two little explosions for me on the roll twenty? Oh yeah, I can do some explosions for you. Yeah, I just wanna see it. Did it do it? No, that's fine. No, okay, I, I get it. I felt it. Are you not seeing it? No, not anymore. That's all right. What? There yeah. it was. It's lame. Two entangled boars begin round three. Wesley. What's Wesley going to do? Wesley is going to make a decision here. Wesley is going to... Actually, Wesley's going to make two decisions. But let's do it all in one big D12 roll. Wesley is going to do the smartest thing that they can. They only have three hit points left. They are going to attempt to free themselves first and foremost with a strength saving throw. With an 18, Wesley is able to become disentangled from all of the weeds and the like. And they're going to try and GTFO because they're not feeling super healthy today. Mm -hmm. However, that will give both Jeff and Peter the chance to attack them savagely as they flee. I will begin with Jeff again. Would you like to take an attack of opportunity against this beast? Absolutely. Give or go. Ten. I'm afraid a ten is exactly what you needed to hit. You get a hit! Yes! I don't think you can not kill this guy because you get two rage damage, right? Yep, thirteen. <laughs> yeah, he's that. Uh, that one's uh, that one's dead. Wesley has left the battlefield. Never got a chance to run. Just just wanted to go home to his little boar kids and little boar wife and or maybe maybe husband. We don't know. We don't know what Wesley was or identified as, but probably wanted to go home. Maybe play some Stardew Valley. I don't know. No, he's a sandwich. Which now he's a sandwich. Maybe eat by some tannerite. Right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you just saved him a, a most uncomfortable death. Yeah. This is probably a much better way to go. Yeah. He died fighting instead of exploding. Yep. He died with honor. Yeah, that's true. Have you guys seen the movie Princess Mononoke? 
It uh, it has some uh, excellent the Boar Clan scenes, though. Anyway, I'd highly recommend the films of Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. Ghibli, Ghibli, Ghibli just sounds like a weird word. Really, it sounds like I've always heard Ghibli, though. It sounds that's what I've always heard too. Anyway, sounds like part of a turkey throat. <laughs> right? <laughs> part of the Ghiblis and the Ghibli stuff. Yeah. The Ghiblis. Well, I'm a Ghiblis. fans thanks for returning to us here we're happy to have you and to be heard i've got good news and bad news for you we'll start with the bad news without going into undue detail we've had some bad stuff happen recently which has led to the interruption of our recording schedule we've done our best to work around this but sometimes things just happen beyond our control what this means to you dearest listener is that next sunday we'll not have one of our regular episodes We've been talking amongst ourselves as to what we'll release instead, but that's yet to be determined. It might be a recap like we've done in the past, or maybe an outtake clip show. We'll figure something out so you at least get some sort of EGAD content. Know that we're terribly sorry for the break, and we'll do our best to make it up to you. The good news is that we had two new patrons join us recently, and we couldn't be more excited. Devin, thank you so much for joining us. Silver, thank you so much for joining us. Each of you is helping keep this show rolling on a monthly basis, helping us produce artwork, and helping us save up for those inevitable gear replacements. Our past and continuing patrons helped us get a significant audio upgrade as we moved from our first campaign into the second. Let me tell you folks, that wasn't cheap. We were all really grateful for the help. But not only do I think we sound pretty okay these days, we also have a couple of really fine pieces of artwork that have been produced for us to show for all that support. I'm trying to get on the commission calendars of a few other artists coming up too, so hopefully we'll see more artwork coming soon. Sorry it's been such a challenge. I reiterate my heartfelt thanks from all of us here to Silver and to Devin for joining the ranks of our most esteemed and glorious and delightful patrons. Truly, you are the finest creatures ever to grace this world. I'd like to remind all of you that there are three primary places for keeping up with VGAT. The first is using at VGATEAM on Twitter, V-G-A-T-E-A-M. The second is our Facebook page. You can follow or like or subscribe or whatever on either of those to hear any news or whatever we might have to share with the world. We don't post too often, but when we do, it's pretty great. The other place to be aware of is our website, thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. You can find links to our podcast on all of the popular aggregators like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the rest. You can find links to the aforementioned social media pages. You can find links to Patreon if you'd like to join Devin, Silver, and all the rest of our heavenly host of angelic supporters. And if there's ever trouble with your platform of choice, the episodes can be found there as well. Well, friends, that is all I have to share with you today. Let's get back into the action. Anyway, Jeff, having uh, 
Having eliminated one contestant already, it is now over to you. Crusher, by the way, the remaining boar on the field has taken no damage so far. Hmm. Well, let's give him some, if we can. Uh, take a big angry swing, my big angry warhammer. Excellent. That's an 11. An 11 is going to hit. 13 damage. 13, that's a solid hit. 13 damage done. Anything else on your turn? No, I'm good. Look, I should have given you guys more boars to fight. Peter, it's over to you. I'm going to chop him. Chop him. El Chapo. With two hands or something. I'm going to give you two hands. Two hands, a sword. that actually go? Yeah, 23. Fucking critical hit. Woo! Give me some damage. And for a critical hit, for the listener at home, by the way, you double the dice that you roll. Uh, rather, I prefer that you roll the dice twice and then add the modifier. All right. That would be a four plus nine. Four plus nine. That is an excellent amount of damage to do. A grand total of 13. Man. Ha. Crusher the boar is definitely bloodied. Yes. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Peter? If we kill them both, then we can put them both on a sandwich and then have a Wesley Crusher sandwich. Uh, uh. <sighs> <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? No? No? That's, no. that's amazing. No. And he'll still save the ship. Does, do you think both of them have stupid haircuts? Yes. Terrible sweaters? God, the, the Ensign sweater is the worst thing that came out of Star Trek The Next Generation. Do you ever follow, or uh, I don't actually follow him, but I think pretty much all he, uh, Will Wheaton, all he posts on his stupid Instagram is like his bed hair. Like every time he wakes up, what? there's like one million posts of like his bed hair. Really? That's bizarre. I just made that up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You fucking had me going. Yeah. I actually, I think, that, I think that is true. Hook, and line, the, and sinker. In this segment of things that can actually happen, do you hear I about I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Like he, Will Wheaton is like. I don't know if he's like a fucking bonehead or he's just really given the whole country the raspberries, but like he, like that's a thing that's believable that he would do. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, guys. Like most nights, there's a lot of farting going on. It's a thing he does. But tonight is particularly bad. Like <laughs> it is like normally they just smell briefly and then it goes away. But right now this room is thick with fart. So it's really funny because I just had a conversation with a coworker. Uh, you know who you are because you remember this conversation. I'm confident about farting in the show, and uh, it and it was just like, wow, you guys just really fart a lot. And I was like, yeah, I edit out all the burping because we do, you know, drink a lot of soda and beer and whatnot. But it's like it's just too. It's grossly intimate to have a burp right in your ear, but for some reason, like a fart's a little distant. And it just, it's one more of those times where I re-realized like the aesthetic choice I made to leave in all the farts. Mm -hmm. I did it, that for art. It's true. Artistic and we suffer. Value. And we suffer. <laughs> oh my God, do we suffer. For that art. Painting a fucking masterpiece over here. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect whoever does your laundry would disagree. <laughs> I'm smelling what you're putting down. Oh my. Well, that he's painting a masterpiece. I know, exactly painting all right but 
Next up in the turn order is Crusher again. Crusher, let's see. Crusher's going to make the same choices in life. I mean, we've all got choices in life, right? Crusher's got to make some choices right now. Crusher is going to do the same thing as Wesley did and is going to try to break free first and foremost. And with a 10, will not be able to. So Crusher is not able to break free from being restrained. And as a reminder, the restrained condition means a restrained creature's speed becomes a zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage and they have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So I get the feeling combat is about to wrap right the fuck up here. Crusher tried to use their turn to break free. It failed. They can't move. And now it moves back to Fjorten. And just so you all know, y'all got advantage on attack rolls. Oh, yeah. So well done on that entangle. Woo. Woo. I'm going to go ahead and bounce right through the crowd here. Get right next to Crusher. And I'm going to hit him whatever melee weapon I have. I don't even remember. Are you going to hit him with your best shot? Da, 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 da. Oh, I have a hand axe. That's what I have. So I'm going to go ahead and hit him with my hand axe. Hit me with your hand axe. Bum, right in the bum, head. Right in the head. That was actually the first song I did at our talent show. We Why won that year. Kill me so with your hand axe. Just want you all to know that... Yeah, listen to someone famous. You're famous because you did a talent show? And we won. <gasps> what? You won? Yeah. What did you get? Did you get a blue ribbon and then a $5 Dairy Queen gift card? It was like 100 Wow. Nice. I know. $100. 100 It's yeah, a lot of clams for a talent show. I was, I was looking. Um, I have to see how much a hand axe actually attacks for real quick because I have not cool. It's not coming up. That's that's cool. Take your time. Okay, hand axe D and You're a real tough boar with a long history da, da, da. of taking hand axes from guys like you. Da, 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 da. Uh, that's a one d six. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start with an attack roll. So, so, yeah, exactly. Professional D and D player. Uh, okay. So let's go ahead and start with. I will attack with a hand axe. That be a six. I'm afraid a six will not cut it. Mm. And would you like to do any additional movement or anything else on your turn? No, I feel confident. I feel confident I'm going to stand my ground. Okay, Jeff, it's back to you. Let's finish this shit. All you right. have advantage on an attack roll. I grab the boar by his tusks, and I break him free of the, whatever the fuck he's in. Oh. Whoa. Damn. Uh, I. Is that what you want to spend your action doing? And spin him around and around and throw him against a rock. Oh, yeah. oh damn. <laughs> Whoa. Like a helicopter? Mm-hmm. Can you... Uh, this boar's pretty big. Yeah, but this is too cool to not do. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you advantage on your strength check to make this happen. So roll me two d20s, add your strength modifier to it. And if you get a... This is a pretty big fucking beast, man. But you got to get a... You got to get a 16 or above to make this happen. With two d20s? With two d20s hold on, hold plus on. your strength. Hold on. Let me see if I can use my give you bardic inspiration. I don't know if I can do it and it'll help. Uh, you can't do it when it's not your turn. Damn it. 
Never mind. Would have needed to do it before. You should make me roll for release point two and see if I hit either of these guys. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we done. Uh, 37 plus 5 is 42. Oh, just I'm sorry. You just take one of the D20 rolls. But, oh. wow. but I see a 20 over there. So Can we cut all this out so we seem like we're professional players? No. no. <laughs> Half the appeal of VGAT is we're idiots. <laughs> I think Steve even said it was great. He's like, you guys aren't the very good and good D&D players, but you're very funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're halfway between like the... Like your idiot cousin and your drunk uncle at a family gathering. They got this big chili pretzels. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. So with a 20, you definitely tear this bull or this boar rather crusher free from the entangling bonds that have hold it. Fuck, man. That have held it to the ground. And you start spinning. Um, let's do it this way. I'm going to have, rather than you, because you rolled a sweet, sweet fat 20 on that. I'm going to have Peter and Fjorten each roll a dexterity save to see if you can duck under this boar as it swings above you. Okay. Because it's a big-ass yeah. creature, but you get a little bit of warning. So I'm, I'm already a, pretty small. I want a 13 or above from each of you. For both oh, of us, fuck. even though he's taller? What kind of a roll? Uh, dexterity save. Oh, shit. Oh, a dexterity save. Yep. <laughs> Are you dexterous? I don't know, but I, I really hope I am. Actually, I got a pretty good bonus to a dexterity saving throw. Let's see if it's going to be enough. Uh, yeah, I got a 16. Excellent. That's enough. Your 10. I got an eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Bjorton's gonna take some damage. We're gonna make that play both for and against you guys. So the first thing that's gonna happen. So what are you are you trying to release crusher towards the like a tree, a rock, uh, Yeah, you, I'm looking at the stump that's kind of to the left of us a little bit here. I feel like the stump was the right choice. I feel like you're trying to like just like impale him or mm. throw him on that. So we're gonna do we're going to do two things. I'm going to give you a, let's see here. I'm going to give you a D6 and a D10. Roll each of those. And that D6 is going to be done both to the boar and to Fjorten for getting hit by the boar. That's basically the impact you guys are doing to each other. Uh, 15. How much was the D6? Six. Six. All right, so Fjorten, you're going to take eight damage because you get the six plus his two for rage. <laughs> rage hit me. <laughs> and Crusher gets that. And then what was the other number? Nine. A nine, so that's going to be an 11. Crusher flies across, having clubbed Fjorten to the ground. <laughs> Peter managed to duck seeing it coming. And then Crusher the boar soars across to this uh, giant, like, maple stump that's coming up out of the ground and is impaled to death thereupon. And with that, y'all have exited combat, having killed Wesley and Crusher, the two boars. I'm going to be standing up at this point saying some dwarven curses Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you can't even understand, but just know that. I just turn to you and bellow, still rageful, like inarticulate, (laughs) just And then I just... Walk away because I don't want any part of that. Because <laughs> you don't want to get thrown. Exactly. Excellent. So the three of you have killed the two of them, having 
really not taking a lot of damage. I, you guys could have gotten a lot more fucked up off of that, but here you are. Oh, man. That was intense. Uh, am I right, guys? That was very intense. And I would elect that we would take some of these boy parts home and have actually a feast, because right now I'm done with eating rats on a stick for a while. Oh, wow. And we, we have been doing pretty good. We've been pretty industrious lately. Time to treat ourselves. Feast. Treat yourself. Feast yourselves. What, uh, so what's, uh, what's no rat on a stick? So what's, uh, what's your preferred, like some gravy melons and like veggies and stuff? What would you accompany your boar roast with? I think I would maybe like go sit by one of the gravy holes and then just kind of <laughs> just dip it in like... <laughs> kind of just dipping it and fishing and i actually some gravy jew some gravy gravy jew i like what did we say gravy holes were well so there's so there are big fields of gravy melons in much the same with the lake that uh like cranberry is usually, you know, kind of like the bog, whatever. Yeah. So it's a bog. Yeah, yeah bog gravy, is the right it's word. a gravy bog. It's okay. a gravy bog filled with gravy melons. But because of the nature of the gravy, occasionally it forms like a sinkhole almost. Mm-hmm. And so there's a gravy hole. You're like, going to dip. Wait, hold on. What I don't are you think I'd do that. Okay. I don't think I'm going to do that because right. it, it wouldn't be very good. It's more like the leftover. I thought this was a new condiment or something I didn't I know mean, about. I actually thought about this after the fact, and yeah. I was thinking that people that go out and harvest gravy melons, they have to wear those big, uh, like, snowshoes so that, like, so that it's bigger than the gravy holes when they go out to harvest the gravy melons. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think about in my free time. I like it. Yeah. Um, Some gravy shoes. <laughs> That's a great question. What, do you, what would you have for your delicatessen of ham? Uh, boar. I mean, you got to go with your meat and scrotatoes, you know? I'm a meat and scrotatoes <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> like, Jeff, uh, oh, sorry, what, go ahead. Like uh, deep fried scrotatoes. Mm-hmm. Scrotato tots. <laughs> Why is everything scrotato so funny? God. <sighs> yeah. Or scrotator tots. Scrotator tots. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. That, uh, oh, friend. <laughs> Rumble <laughs> in the jungle. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we got these new mics so that it gets picked up loud and clear. That's Yee. that's fantastic. Uh, all right, so meat and scrotator tots. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little a little ham and gravy melon. What's Jeff? How's Jeff preparing his, his little chunk of boar? Probably tear off a leg and roast it over a fire. Like a fucking Flintstones ass, like mm-hmm. giant leg. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Some gravy melon sauce. Gravy melon sauce. No. Just, uh... You don't get big and huge and rageful eating <laughs> gravy melons. <laughs> I was thinking about how it'd be cool to grab one of these boar horns and kind of making one of the, like, kind of things out of it. But I don't know what useful thing that would be used for, even. Trying to use all of its parts, but I don't think I'll do that. Trying well, to think, keep, but... in, keep in mm-hmm. mind, 
that you guys are doing these quests, this quest in particular, for the Wilder people. And a mm-hmm. part of how the Wilder people make their money is when you bring back the kill, they sell off the parts. Gotcha. So everything you guys want to take and eat or sell or carve or do what else with somewhat reduces your reward. Okay. So yeah, I'll just eat my shank and... I feel like as a druid, you should be a vegetarian or something. No. No? You can't um, have any. I know what's best for you. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing. I've been trying to play this druid like kind of the ultimate, I mean, away from the stereotypical like person of the land. We're going to be kind to everything. No, we're going to be useful. We'll be able to be part of the land, knowledgeable, but still maintain a sense of camaraderie. Yeah, I'm not. Um, Do you have to use yeah. all parts of the boar? Yeah, I would feel that'd be very and the wilder instrumental. People. I feel like you've, I mean, you've made definitely strides towards being like a miner mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, towards know. commissary. That's what I was looking for. An individual of commissary knows how to work the land, be nice to it, but you know, be a miner, a jeweler, uh, all those. It is a somewhat neglected field of, you know, being uh, one with the earth and all the rest of that stuff is like, you know. Being a, a geologist in its own sense. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to necessarily just be trees and plants. So exactly. I, I appreciate your spin on the drone. Trying to try and do it a little differently. And so I was going to ask, with the wilder people, they would probably have a background, I would think, a, uh, a tome of sorts kind of talking about the wilder people, who they are, what they're about kind of thing. Um, most of what is there or about the wilder people is oral history and oral tradition. Mm-hmm. They're very oral people. Uh-huh. Oral. Uh-huh. Uh, they, uh, oral, 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 anyway, oral, uh, but there, you know, like, I think much like hunting and fishing in general, as it's typically, uh, portrayed and, and, uh, whatever the right words for this would be, the story gets better when you tell it and you don't write it down. Right. You know, how many, how many, uh, inches do you add to your fish every time you tell the story? How many more points does your buck have on one or both sides? Never going to let that live down, by the way. That was great. Yep, that was something else. So, I, you know, I feel like it's, I feel like it's very mm-hmm. much a, a storyteller's preserved tradition. Over at the Courtesy Gobble, there's a lot of stories that are told of the best and the greatest hunts off in the woods. And every time those stories are told, they get embellished just a little bit more. And that's how really great stories <clears throat> are made. I think uh, when we go back, I'm going to see if I can possibly spend some time with the Wilder people doing the trades and whatever they do with this boar. Kind of get to connect with them a little bit more. Nice. Um, maybe spend a few hours with them outside of the group if they want to come. Yeah, but I'm, you know, try to get to know them a little bit more. You know, try and get, get a little more invested in the wilder people. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, this is exactly what I was hoping you guys would do over the, uh, the time that we were getting through, like, the early parts of these quests is kind of figure out which, which groups, which factions, which et cetera's you decided you wanted to do more shit with, so... So, yes, you can spend some time ingratiating yourselves with the Wilder people. In fact, let's do a little bit of that ingratiating because you guys bring back your two gigantic boars. Uh, it was probably quite a trip hauling these things back. You've uh, probably much like last time, you've got Jeff hauling one and the two of you dragging the other one, Peter and Fjorten. You get these boars back to the courtesy gobble and drag them up out front. You know, you got that little couple first blocks of town and you're getting some cheers and accolades and whoops. People are starting to recognize that you are members of the Wilder people or at least associated with them. And 
Like, woo! Kill those fucking bars! Fuck those guys! We hate them. <laughs> Not a fan of them at all. Glad they're dead. So I'm assuming the the world of people are in good relations with the town overall. I mean, neutral oh, yeah. to good. Absolutely. The okay. Wilder people are a very well-respected faction. The Courtesy okay. Gobble is a well-known establishment, draws in a lot of tourist trade, etc. And uh, yeah, Wilder people are certainly respected because they do things like this. They bring in adventurers and hunters and questers of various kinds to take care of problems like a couple of boar fucking with people on the road. Wonderful. They don't necessarily have any particular problems with boar on the road, only if they're messing with travelers. So... You get back to the bar, you slide these big boar outside and go in and you go find Paige because that's the contact that you remember. Paige being the, uh, the tabaxi. Mm-hmm. Ah, I like the photo you got. Cat lady. Yes. You go meet with Paige and, uh, God, I can't, I didn't really do much of an accent for Paige last time. I think she kind of had, she had a little bit of a Southern sort of thing going on. Um, let's see if I can drum up a Southern. Tanner, yeah. right. Tannerite and boys. Paige, with a big, friendly kitty grin, says, Well, howdy, y'all. Welcome on back. I see you brought a couple of boar. Well, yes, we did. That was the task. Uh, we heard these boars were terrorizing the people here. Well, all right. We was promising to pay 20 a hit. It looks like you got two. That's both of them. That's going to be 40 gold. Let me go back and cat it on out for you. Unless you wanted some parts. I think the 20, uh, 40 gold would be wonderful. Well, did you guys want to take some slices off for dinner? I thought we already want, did that. <laughs> I want a leg. You want a leg. So she's, gonna, she's just going to take one gold off for all the, all the meat you guys can carry. But everything else, they're going to... These are some mighty fine boar heads, Paige goes on to explain. So they're going to take these two gigantic boar heads and they're going to mount them in the bar. They're going to get them taxidermied. Yeah, just looking at this, it looks pretty schwanky. And this, by the way, this is the image that you guys are growing accustomed to of the Courtesy Gobble. It's a rather large hall. It's a rather big open area. And the entirety of this place is just covered with taxidermied animals. Like the tables are made of taxidermied animals. The chairs are taxidermied animals. They have killed the shit out of some shit. Like, I don't, like all the tables are made of bones and like the, t- the so chairs. So kind of and- animals make a table? And, I mean... It's the, one of them is like a bear, but he's like leaned back. Very large upside down turtle. <laughs> Fuck yeah, there'd be a giant upside down turtle table. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, actually, so that, that's a good one. What I was thinking, uh, this just occurred to me as I was saying it. I feel like the bar would be one long animal. And my first thought was like dragon. But what do you guys, can you guys think of a better thing that would make a giant bar? I was thinking like one of the werewolves. Kind of thing, because you have uh, that, that flat back, and it's just like the ribs going down. Kind it of thing. It would be a good bar, wouldn't it? And you could kind of hollow out the other side for the bar, the under storage of the bar. Mm-hmm. Well, it would make a good bar. I guess a werewolf, alligator of some sort. What if it was like mm-hmm. just? A, what if it was like three giant whale wolves, like huge, huge examples of whale wolves that like that made up the bar going across? I think it'd be cool. I imagine what's a what's a specific um. Art that carved in the whale bones. Scrimshaw? Scrimshaw. It just has some scrimshaw on it and stuff like that. What a oh, strange yeah. word that is. I know, a scrimshaw. What's that you're doing there? Scrimshaw? <laughs> That's our first guy that made it up. Scrim- some scrimshaw. Drunk guy. What are you doing there, Bob? Scrimshaw. <laughs> scrimshaw, you say? Scrimshaw. 
<laughs> Some old crusty sailor that's had a few strokes uh, is muttering it. Uh, <laughs> Tristan! Tristan! Fuck him! What was that? Legends of the Fall yeah. with Anthony At Hopkins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a great fucking movie. And Anthony Hopkins, hats off to you for a phenomenal performance. That was a sad movie. It was. All right, so you guys are going to get 39 gold from Paige. And uh, Fjordan, you express a desire to, to help out a little bit and to ingratiate yourselves with the Wilder people. And Paige says, that's a mighty fine idea. You can help on out with the taxidermying of these two gigantic boarheads to get them mounted up in the bar. And you do so. Uh, let's have you... Oh man, what would be an appropriate role for something like this? Let's have you make a let's have you make a survival check. We don't do enough of those. A survival? I think that's All what right. they're called, right? Nature, survival, something like that. Go ahead and do that. Yep, survival is in I'm there. I spent a lot of time looking at character sheets as the permanent DM. That'd be a 22. Man, you, these things are like beautiful, natural. You ever, you, you ever go that? You go like out in the wilderness uh, or out in the further from civilization areas and you, you go to a bar and they've got like some animals and some heads up and whatever. And there's always that one that like, like a deer that looks really surprised or like, it's just, it's just not right. Like the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my eyes are Little, looking yeah, different exactly. ways. Different way <laughs> there's something fucked up about it. That, it. That's not what happens here. You do an excellent job okay. taxidermying <laughs> these guys. And, uh, and I'd say you win yourself a, a little bit of extra reputation and points for the uh, gang, for the Wilder people. Wonderful. Happy to do it. And there you all are, 39 gold richer. You go on home and prepare yourself some meat and scrotatoes, some scrotator tots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it's a, it's a fit and beautiful and happy evening for the Very Good Adventuring team. Yeah. Woo! We did it. We killed... Yeah, we did the thing. Two helpless animals. Why were they mad at us, by the way? They're mad at everybody. Yeah, and they're boars. Wild boars. They're pissy and crank. That, uh, me spinning the boar was my plot point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So is it if we do not use our plot point, it's done for the night, it just kind of moves over? Nope, there's Gone. no rollover. No rollovers. It's too bad we can't save them up. Just fucking use, blow like yeah, a six of them in one, one night. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, got 29 plot points. Get ready for this. <laughs> and then Buckle up, an, boys. I have another testicle. I have Colin. another <laughs> testicle. I have another <laughs> testicle. Every single god, one after the other, to come in and help you in a fight. <laughs> I have to go home and fart in my own house, in my own bed. You ever wake yourself up with a fart? Yes. No hesitation. I did. I, I think I woke myself up with a heart the first time ever. Like, I Campaign 2, Episode 12, You'll Make a Fine Ham, was released on March 8th, 2020.
We promise you'll have at least something next week, and we'll pick back up in two weeks with more regular... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Just some good old boys. Shooting some hogs. <laughs> Definitely meaning some harm. <laughs> <laughs> Beats all you ever saw. Blow those hogs all apart. <laughs> <laughs> You're really fucking going there, man. <laughs>